podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's week one episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this fine Thursday morning? It's here. Oh, it's here. Football is here. Nick Bosa is here. The, The news is out. You all know by now. This is not us breaking any news to you, but we get to get right into it talking about Nick Bosa being signed and how it is football season and how he just skirted in at the last, not like, not he, uh, more like the front office skirted in right at the last second to sign him so he can play uh, on Sunday. I hate how last minute this has been. Everyone, I think, does. Um, Timmy, give me your, your quick thoughts on him finally being signed. Yeah. Why that took so not not necessarily why that took so long and tell me what you think about that money bag. Yeah. I mean I, I, I think I went through multiple stages with this news, right? I went through, okay, it's gonna take a little bit, but they're gonna make him the highest paid defensive player, right? And then I started to think, hey, you know, it's been a little bit, nothing has happened. Like what what's going on? Why hasn't this deal been signed? Like, obviously they're going to sign him. Is he not going to be back in time for week one? Thinking, you know, his brother held out pretty aggressively. He held out pretty aggressively as a rookie. Like a lot of things just being like, Hey, this is, this is not good. And it's like, well, Bosa's going to be in shape. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready to go. But how soon, like how late can he show up and still play week one? Like I, I was starting to get ready to go on to come on today's episode and say, hey, I, I still think a deal is going to get worked out, but I'm worried about it. You've got anonymous Redditors saying Nick Bosa is going to be traded. I mean, it's all up in the air. Anonymous Redditors. Uh, you slash Josh Rosen. We we know who you are. He apparently predicted the Christian McCaffrey <laughs> trade. It was a whole thing. People were people were buying it. Josh David Rosen Lombardi, did? My favorite 49ers reporter flexed on that guy on, on Twitter yesterday. Just posted like, wow, apparently Reddit didn't know what they were talking about. David Lombardi, I'd love to have you on the pod. I think you're the more controversial of the 49ers beat reporters, and you're my favorite. But anyway, yeah. I mean, Nick Bosa signed to, I'm just getting the numbers out right now, highest paid defensive player, highest paid non-quarterback, Puts him at I think 34 million a year, 170 million total, 122.5 guaranteed. We don't really know the rest yet. I mean, as we all know, or if you follow the NFL, you know, guaranteed is a is a loose term. A lot of things that slot under guaranteed aren't really guaranteed. So that's probably what a lot of the negotiating was over. We haven't seen what sort of cap wizardry the 49ers have worked. Most likely, this is going to decrease Bosa's 2023 cap hit. Also lines up with the 49ers restructured restructured George Kittle and Trent Williams yesterday. This is just another player that the 49ers have the most expensive contract to their position for. Chris Jones on the Chiefs is holding out. I bet he tops this deal now. But His is going long. His is going really long. I, I can't imagine he's back for this Thursday night game to start the season tonight. But regardless, Nick Bosa is in the house. Kyle Shanahan, did you watch his press conference, Daniel? Uh, I saw like a quick snippet of it. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the full thing, but that is that is on my to-do list today. Yeah, he basically started out with like, wow, I was getting ready to 
dodge your questions about Nick Bosa, and then I, I just heard the news. Yeah, that's the part I saw. Yeah, and it, it sounded <laughs> that's the part I saw. It sounded like it was a really noticeable energy shift in the locker room. The guys love Bosa. They were so excited to have him back. So excited he secured his bag. Uh, the D linemen were saying, "Well, we never have to pay for dinner anymore." <laughs> All that stuff just uh, taken care of and. Bosa deserves it. He is a precedent-breaking player, reigning defensive player of the year, the best in the NFL at his position, maybe the best non-quarterback in the league. The only other guy I would put on that list is also on the 49ers. His name's Trent Williams. And it's just it, it's it's good vibes all around going into week one. So, so glad this this resolved itself. Daniel, I do think we should talk a little bit about what what this might mean for the Niners going forward. It's hard to know for sure since we don't we haven't gotten all the contract details, but this was a massive deal and it it's going to have ramifications down the line. I don't know. What were your reactions once the initial excitement faded and you started thinking about how are they going to fit all this under the cap? Um, I haven't hit that yet. I'm I'm still really excited that we finally got Nick Bosa back. And so, uh Wow, as I'm coming down from that to think about the other players and how in the world we'll keep everybody, I, I, you know, I'm as you all, if you've listened to an episode before, I'm a big baseball guy as well, and so I, I tend to think baseball contract team and how that'll work out, but it's very different in the NFL. It's very different, and I like how the Niners in in some ways it seems like they're shaping into this where they're locking up the guys that they love and that they need on this team and so that the top tier tier one players they are keeping around and then I'd say tier two players like Jimmy Ward seems to be a great example Um, he might even be closer to a tier three player now in my opinion in terms of how this how this team breaks down Um, but they're keeping all the tier one guys they're keeping all their tier one guys, whether that's Kittle locking him up, Warner locking him up, uh, now Bosa giving them their massive contracts and saying, hey, we're going to sign free agents and we're going to draft and we're going to keep these guys as long as we can um, and it, with their massive contracts and we're going to fill in the gaps wherever we can, however else we can. Um, and Bosa is the last, am I wrong saying he's the last really big piece to get a big extension and so they're they're done doing really big extensions for those top tier players um obviously there's extensions for other players but i'm talking top tier like you gotta have these guys you can't let them walk um players and so now it's you know how can we be crafty how can we draft really well in the fifth sixth and seventh round to supplement these guys, right? So, totally agree. And I mean, I know Brock it's, Purdy it's is a the problem every team's can... gonna have. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. 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 It's. I mean, I was just gonna continue to that point that you're you're starting to make. So, make that point. I mean, Brock Purdy is the is the reason you can do this, right? The 49ers wanted a quarterback on a rookie deal, struck out with Trey Lance, and then lucked into Brock Purdy. I mean, a really a really good uh, change of plans for them. It it, it worked out great. My my reaction, Daniel, was the yeah. same as yours, but with with one specific. And I've I've predicted this. I've thought this for a while, but I think this means that this is Brandon Ayuk's last season on the 49ers. I love Ayuk. Ba is a great player. He I think you could argue is in some ways a better receiver than Debo Samuel. But the 49ers chose to pay pay Debo. They chose to pay Trent. They chose to pay Bosa. I 
don't think they're going to be able to pay Ayuk. He is a he could be an NFL team's wide receiver one. Teams are going to be lining up to pay him in free agency, and I hope the Niners can keep him. But I I think this means that this is going to be his last year on the team. He's not his contract's not up for two years. They still have the first year option. But just when you look at how the Niners have handled their deals, next year would be the year to extend him. And I can't I mean I hope they can do it but I can't imagine that they'll be able to fit Ayuk under the cap so I I think he's going to probably be the casualty uh don't want to cast gloom on this very very happy day but I I I do think that's worth mentioning that was the big thing that jumped out to me was I I think this means 2023 is Ayuk's last season on the 49ers you know I hate how much I agree with you I hate how much I agree with you that makes a lot of sense and it, it makes a lot of sad sense where I think he's going to have, well, he's had some great years, but I think obviously he's going to have his best year yet. So bummer if that is the case, but I just don't see any other way around it as you, as you pointed out. So giving will, we went through it. Williams, Warner, now Bosa, these guys are massive deals giving uh, trading for McCaffrey, taking on that contract. Um, Bosa, uh, did I already say Debo? Um, there's just, you know, maybe they keep restructuring and they find a way. I don't know. I don't know how they would, but I will continue to enjoy the day of having Bosa. I will enjoy seeing him out there on Sunday. And uh, con- we'll worry about contracts next offseason. We'll see how the front office handles this one. I don't really think – I think this offseason um, and handling of players and contracts was one for the record books in in a negative way. You know, we've talked about how they handled Trey. I don't love how the Bosa deal was handled, how long it took. I know I, th- I saw reports that they were apart on $2 million a year. And for a five-year deal, that can that's $10 million right there. And uh, he's the highest-played defensive player, so let's just make that happen and let's get rolling. So speaking of getting rolling, Timmy, you and I last episode predicted the 53-man roster of the 49ers and – we did a pretty dang good job, I must say. Oh, do you mean we nailed it? We crushed it. Yeah, we landed an almost perfect 53-man roster position. Some of the highlights, my call that tight end Cameron Latou would wind up on season-ending IR. Accurate. But, yeah, Daniel, you want to call out? I think we were off in a few places, but all in all, our best 53-man yeah, roster to- prediction by far. Yeah, and there is something to be said for, hey, sometimes, you know, if you just know your team really well and there's, you know, there's young guys coming in, there's some injuries, it shouldn't be all that hard to get it pretty dang close. But we, I haven't even found the the one or two that we got wrong yet because we said they're going to go four tight ends even if they keep Brandon Willis, and they did, and you got Latou on season-ending IR correctly, so Warner and Dwelly are still there. The running backs were easy. The receivers were easy when uh, injuries – well, because Ray Ray McLeod made it. So, But then they'll put him on IR, and they'll bring up um, – trying to remember who who they said from the practice squad, but O-line's there. Um, we got the correct number, though, that they went with – oh, maybe we didn't. I thought they went nine. No, there it is. There's Jalen Moore. So they went nine. Um yeah, nine O line. So offense was there, and then defense. Yeah, man, and we we really did it. I think we said um, Jalen Graham and D Winters 
were both there. I think we had both said that. And then Kerry Hyder was another one who made it. Oh, well, Kaliah Davis didn't make it. He was on the practice squad, and then they have since brought him up. Same thing with Austin Bryant. So just a couple of those after moves. But, yeah, we're, ex- we're excited about our uh, our predictions here. But let's let's look at, I was going to say injuries, but other than George Kittle, we're looking pretty dang good, and that's a, that's a fun way to start the season. Yeah, totally agree. Kittle is dealing with a groin injury but came back to practice. This Niners team is healthy, and... And it's ready to go, and I am I'm so excited. Football obviously starts tonight. Lions, Chiefs, 49ers play 10 a.m. Pacific against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you know off the top of your head, Daniel? I have a question is, about tonight. Is that a home game? But yeah, f- sure. What what do we got tonight? No, we're away for the in first Pittsburgh. two weeks. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, we're in Pittsburgh, and then we're at SoFi Week Two, and then I believe yeah, we're home Week Three against the Giants is the home opener. Okay. My question about tonight is I feel like football this season, especially in a, this is more of a fantasy perspective question. I know a lot of you listeners have Jameer Gibbs out there. Some of you might have Pacheco. Some of you might even be hoping to see David Montgomery get a touchdown. But do we think Thursday night first game of the NFL season is going to be – is it going to look pretty gross as everyone is getting ready back to – full game action play mode or do we think that the chiefs and maybe even the lions are going to come out rolling and it's actually going to be a relatively good game and good for a fantasy i think this is going to be a really good game the lions were i i I feel like people haven't adjusted their expectations of the lions the lions were a really good team last year they almost made the playoffs i think they had a top five offense in the league the lions are a good team and they only got better Yeah, and, and they've only gotten better and the Chiefs, obviously, are the reigning Super Bowl champions, and Patrick Mahomes makes any game fun to watch. So I'm really, really excited for for the game tonight, and it should be it, it should be a good one. Daniel, you'll uh, you'll be in this stage soon, but my my wife showed me a, a Hobby Lobby sign the other day that was just we interrupt this marriage for football season. Oh yeah, I love that one. I've seen that's a good. I was one. like, that's, that's a good. If one. I ever get the man cave, um, that's going up there for sure. I uh, was in a heated discussion last night in my last draft. It might have been my ninth fantasy football draft. And it was my last draft, and someone was saying in the chat that um, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery is like half as good of a duo as DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. And I just about lost my mind. And I think they were more so speaking on Jamal Williams, but I, I would much rather have the duo of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. And I do in a couple of leagues. But curious to see how the how the NFL season gets kicked off tonight. Be pretty hard to imagine a Chiefs offense starting out really slow, even if Kelsey is injured. I know, injured. I know. It um, it should be a, a phenomenal game. I'm I'm very excited. The game I'm a little more worried for starting off s- slow is Niners at Steelers on Sunday. Because in the last two seasons, this is how the start of our season goes, and I complain about it all season long, that we don't normally play, to start the season, we normally play two relatively lower-ranked teams. And I want to come out and make a statement, and I want to ball on the first few weeks on these teams. And I want to I make the Niners, I want the Niners, I don't have any power, 
I want the Niners to make some noise and say, hey, we are here to win this year and come out and just bulldoze these lower-end teams. And I, I can't remember. I know in the last two years, one of them was the Falcons. One, I think, was the Lions. One was the Eagles. I think that was last year. And then I said, hey, 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 that's okay. That's not one of the lower-ranked teams, and I was just dogging on the Eagles earlier on. But this is the Steelers, and we've just consistently come out slow in the first couple of weeks. And the Steelers are definitely in the bottom tier of the NFL, bottom half, I would say. I don't Part know. Part of that is with an un... They're just such a well-run team. I don't proven ish I don't know if you can put them in the bottom half. Yeah, Mike half. Tomlin's amazing. Mike Tomlin's amazing, so that does make me question, but I, I, I would put... I would put them in the bottom bottom 15. Let me let me see if I can quickly find an NFL power rankings article just we'll see if it it can clear it up for us where they where they have them ranked. Yes, it might be a bleacher report power ranking, so you got to take it with a grain of salt here, but I would be curious to see how the Niners truly do um come out even against, you know, a team that is much much lower ranked than they yes, are. Yes, that's um, especially with the excitement. Yeah, after after signing Nick Bosa with that excitement, so this is not a close matchup by any means. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great point, right? Is this on paper the 49ers are the better team here? Absolutely, they are in a different tier than the Steelers, but I I do kind of see the Steelers outperforming expectations. They do it every year. Kenny Pickett, the Steelers' second-year quarterback, was the darling of the preseason. Uh, had a couple, you know, one or yeah. two great drives. People were all over him. Everyone's expecting him to make the second-year yeah. leap. Kenny baby hands Pickett, as we call him on this podcast. But <laughs> should be... It, it's one of those games where, on paper, the Niners are the better team. But the Niners have faltered in these games before. But, Daniel, I'm... I'm just kind of feeling like this is the season where the Niners stop faltering. I feel like this is going... I think you're right. I think this is going to be the year the Niners just start putting these teams away. I don't know. This is just... The vibes are so high with Bosa coming back. Shanahan is the happiest I've ever seen them with Purdy. The The Niners love this team, and they know that their window is closing. They, they intend to mean business this year. So I wonder if this is going to feel a little bit like the... We haven't won any Super Bowls, so I shouldn't say this, but a little bit like the AFC East Patriots, right? Like this is going to be we are locked in, like we are we are going. Let's let's win these. And it's just gonna be Are we're you just predicting be putting, an undefeated season? Putting teams away. That's kinda what I'm no, not not necessarily undefeated, but I just <laughs> like I'm wondering if this is gonna be one of those seasons where the games that aren't between like the Niners and another great team aren't really close. I would love it, especially my fantasy teams would love it. But uh, Fox Sports Power Rankings article that came out two days ago has the Steelers at. Let me get. Let me hear a number, Timmy. What number do you think they're at? Sorry, the the like the expected points or uh, the power ranking. Where are they on the power ranking? Seventeenth. Wow, eighteen. Oh, so you're right there. Yeah, so they they just squeaked in. The bottom half, um, but I mean, let's just—if you don't know, fans, sports fans, um, some of the key players on the Steelers, like uh, Timmy already talked about, Kenny Pickett, their quarterback who is entering his second season, and really, I mean, he was a starter to start the last year, correct? Or did did Trubisky start? I think Pickett started most of the season, if not all. 
But I can't yeah, I can't remember if he started right away. Yeah. Was Trubisky two seasons ago? See, it's hard to remember the team that we were not huge on. But regardless, this is, I would say this is his like you know, he he played last year, but this is his first full off season, like, hey, you're the starter, you're the guy. He was the you called him the darling in the preseason. He looked really good. He looked yeah. good. Um Najee Harris probably didn't have as great of a year as people wanted last year. Jalen Warren, there's a lot of talk about Jalen Warren. Uh not taking over for Najee, but like some people are thinking this is a 50-50 split between them because Jalen looks like the more explosive back. Yeah, so people are comparing it. I took Fantasy flyers football on him. players are talking about it. Is this Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler? I don't, I don't know if I buy that. To be honest, Mike Tomlin has always been one of the coaches that wants one back. He is a one-back coach, yeah. but yeah. And not only is it a is it a good roster, Daniel. I mean, you got T.J. Watt on the defensive side, the only other player defensive player, in my opinion, that deserves to be in the same stratosphere as Nick Bosa. It's him, probably Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett, and that's it. And I I would take Bosa over all of them because I love him. But anyway, yep. but the the other missing piece here is this is one of the best coached teams in the league and has been for a really long time. Mike Tomlin is a phenomenal coach. The man has been there since two thousand six and has never had a losing season. You do you forget they had a they were they were they had a winning season last year. Were they last yeah, year? Yeah, they were nine and eight. Yeah, that's that's surprising. They were nine and eight. They pulled just squeaked they pulled in there. it off. So a really, really well coached team. They are not going to be slipping up. They are going to be running a tight ship. George Pickens, really explosive receiver. So don't write this one off. But at the same time, the Niners should win this game. The offensive line is not spectacular. The 49ers defensive line is spectacular. So you got Clellan Farrell, Nick Bosa, Drake Jackson. Great defense. Uh, Javon Hargrave, Javon Hargrave. Or making his 49ers debut. Going to be really, really fun. So I'm excited to to see that D-line roll out there and get all over Kenny Pickett. And let's see if the uh, preseason hype keeps rolling. Yeah, on, on the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers, they also have Minka Fitzpatrick, who he's a good safety. He's a great player. He is known for some of his flashy plays, but he also can make some big mistakes. So I would relate him similarly, not fully, to Talanoa Hufunga. But I think Minka fits because, you know, we talked in, in uh, Hufunga's rookie season and even sophomore season. We had said, hey, he likes to take big risks. And sometimes, man, they pay off. And other times, they cost us a touchdown, right? I think that's a very similar thing from Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, but he also makes some some seriously crazy plays because he takes some, some big gambles. Uh, rookie, I think, he, yeah, r- rookie cornerback Joey Porter Jr., believe his dad I think just was a coach I don't think he's still a coach with the Steelers but he played for the Steelers so that's kind of a fun story you know his dad will be there attending um you already talked about TJ Watt so he's really the name to look for Cameron Hayward I've always loved him he's getting older but he's still a a big threat on that defensive line so and gotta be honest I don't feel super awesome about our offensive line heading into the season. No, I don't. I feel great about Trent Williams. I was going to say, I don't love the uh, TJ Watt, Colton McKivitz matchup that we're going to be watching all game. Don't love that. If if Kittle is healthy, I would watch this Niners fans. If Kittle is active and healthy, I, I believe they will be putting Kittle 
blocking formation out to the right to try to help with TJ Watt a decent amount. Absolutely. And Just, if, <laughs> if that's not where Kill even normally does. He's not taking away that edge guy very often, but he's going to have to. The other thing you're going to see, right, is a lot of the stuff we've seen teams employ against Bosa. We're going to see chip blocks. We're going to see running backs kind of running in there just to delay him half a second because that's what Brock Purdy is, right? He needs to get in rhythm and make the right call. If you buy him half a second, he can make that throw. That's the kind of guy he's typically been in his time for the league. Jimmy was that. These are the guys Kyle Shanahan wants, right? And so I think... I think that's kind of the thing to watch out for. All the things we've complained about other teams doing against Bosa, that it took Bosa a little bit to figure out his way around, keep an eye out for those kind of tactics against Watt. That's that's what I'm really expecting to to see, is a lot of a lot of chip blocks, a lot of tight ends, a lot you're gonna see the running back help over there. You're gonna see a lot of Purdy rolling out to the other side, getting behind Trent, going that way. TJ Watt primarily rushes against the right tackle. I don't think he's rotated as much as Bosa has, but if, if I could I wouldn't be surprised if they move him, but I'm also not sure why they would put him up against Trent Williams, because Trent Williams will win that matchup more more much many more times than he'll lose it. So Totally great call on Kittle, but even if Kittle's out, I expect we see Dwelly there, We and we probably see some really creative running back blocks as well, and, and Brock rolling out the other way. The entire offensive game plan, essentially, is going to be keep Brock Purdy as far away from TJ Watt as possible, because that is a scary man. If TJ Watt does not get a sack from lining up against uh, Colton McKivitz, I will feel so good about McKivitz heading I'm into the rest McKivitz of the jersey. season. Just, yeah, just for the fact that Watt doesn't get a sack while going against him. Yeah, no, but going to be Tim, you know, that that honestly might it will be the most interesting matchup to watch. This like we've talked about how this 49ers O line is a little shaky, and I, I mean the team loves McKivitz. He's been a good swing tackle. The team really likes him. There's rumors that they think he's going to be better than Mike McGlinchey was last year. So maybe he's awesome. And and if he's awesome, uh, stopping T.J. Watt would be a great way to show us that. You know what we haven't talked about yet that we need to. What. Sunday is a revenge game. Oh, do you mean the Ray revenge Ray McLeod game. revenge game? No, that actually makes more sense than this does. <laughs> that wasn't what I was talking about. Because he's playing. This is. You probably don't even know this, guys. Ray Ray McLeod is? Yeah, he's, he was back at practice this week with a brace on his arm. So he might be out there fielding punts. I thought he was going to be out for weeks. That's unreal. Yeah. Well, less meaning meaningful... Uh, this is the Quan Alexander revenge game against the Niners. He is the backup, <laughs> backup left side inside linebacker for the Steelers. Quan Alexander. He's still around. Yeah, I don't think I knew he was still around. He's actually not as old. What is he? Twenty eight. He's just not as old as you would think. He, I think he's closer to twenty nine. Um, maybe not, but he's just had so many injuries. Poor. Poor Quan, we loved him when he was here. But the wide receiver three for the Steelers is Allen Robinson, so we got to feel pretty good about that too. Where I don't know, Daniel. You know, defense I heard is going to be. He had a great training camp and was really, really I don't awesome. Care what you heard <laughs> and looked healthy, which no. we've never heard rumors that Allen Robinson had a great training camp and was going to have a great season, and then he didn't do that before, have we? You know what I did a couple weeks ago is I went back into his archives of fantasy. And I looked at his seasons in Jacksonville with the Jaguars, and Allen Robinson was unreal. Oh yeah, he was. He great was for the so Bears good too. in Jacksonville. 
That's why people were so excited yeah. about him when he went to the Rams last year. It was lethal, yeah. Who did they? It was Odell, Cooper, and Allen? Yeah. Or was no, it? Not Cooper. Cup. Cup. Yeah, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup. Woods, Robert Woods. I guess Cooper. Cooper Cup, Woods, Cooper. Yep, I'm looking at this roster, and I'm like, I'm not too afraid of these Steelers. But again, as we've talked about, sometimes we start out slow. There's important things to, to note. Uh, Timmy, made a, I think, made a huge important comment talking about letting Brock Purdy get into rhythm. I think that's going to be huge. Hasn't played in quite a while. Hasn't had tons and tons of practice time compared to what he probably would have liked. So it's going to it's gonna take a minute no. for him to get get himself get his feet under himself and really get rolling and if once he gets rolling i i feel really good i just i just don't really love good. i i'm not thrilled about the 49ers opening game against the steelers the 49ers sometimes start slow bosa just got back the vibes are great but a slow start a little slower start hard time finding a rhythm purdy coming back from injury totally possible and the steelers will be ready that's the thing right this is a mike this is mike tomlin's team mike tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Obviously, so is Kyle Shanahan, but Mike Tomlin has been doing this for a long time. His teams get the little things right, and he gets his guys ready. So I I don't expect the Steelers to start slow. So I expect the Niners to win this game. I don't even expect it to be close, but I feel like I could see myself 15 minutes into the game being like, oh, no, what are the Niners doing? The Steelers look so good. Because Mike Tomlin is that good of a coach. I think he's... I top three coach in the league like I really admire Mike Tomlin so I think he's gonna have these that's, Steelers ready and I, I feel like the start funny you say that of their post Ben Roethlisberger era could be this season and I just hope it doesn't start off well against us that's funny you say that because I I was when you were uh, talking about Mike Tomlin earlier I was gonna ask or I was at least thinking to myself like it's got to be a top five NFL coach and I was like who are our top five NFL coaches because I'm like well I don't think I'd put him top three just because you have to you have to put Bill and then I'd probably I'd put Andy Reid and of course I want to put Kyle Shanahan number three but at least in the top top five Belichick Shanahan Reid Tomlin you probably have to put McVay right yeah I might I don't know I might leave him outside top five yeah he might just miss it I mean I don't know if you can put Shanny, then, if you don't put McVay, right? I think it's it's Belichick one, Andy Reid two, absolutely right, and three is one of those guys we've named. You could say Tomlin. I think John Harbaugh could be talked about. Sean Payton might turn out that he's just as good as we remembered. Like, there's a lot of a lot of options, but I, uh, yeah. I think I think I'm saying let's say my top five. I, I think I'm doing Belichick, Reid. McVeigh, Tomlin, Shanahan. Even though I'd rather Kirk have Kingsbury? Shanahan than McVeigh, obviously, because you know Shanahan is McVeigh's father, and all that stuff. But I think I'd rather have and all that. I stuff. I think I'd rather have Tomlin. I really like Tom. I think I. I mean, I'd take Shanahan over anybody because he's our guy and we ride and die with him. But Tomlin's a great coach. There was a I believe it was a Bleach Report article. My little crack right there, but I. I it was somewhere in the offseason, and it was a like power ranking of the current head coaches heading into the season. Pretty sure Josh McDaniels was 32. Probably. Um, or like 31, 32. And John Harbaugh like barely made the top 10. Really? I think. 
Part of me wants to say, yeah, I think he was number 12, and that could be too low. Maybe he was inside the top 10, but it was bottom tier. And I think he was one of the biggest ones where I was like, really? Okay, so we should, you know, we should go so back to, to 49ers talk, but I have one more NFL coach fun fact for you. Daniel, <laughs> who is the youngest head coach in the NFL today? Um, it was McVay. And then who? Oh, I just saw this. Well, not just, but I I, I know this. I know the name. I'm not going to get it in the next couple of seconds. Daniel, it's Sean McVay still. He's been a head coach for okay, seven years, and he's still the youngest coach of the That's NFL. Nuts. That's yeah, nuts. That's crazy. But he's Kyle Shanahan's Who's son, the... so it's okay. Gosh, who who is is it the the Eagles offensive coordinator? Did he go be? Become the Colts, Colts head coach. Shane head coach, Steichen, Colts head coach, Colts head coach Eagles, court, Eagles offensive coordinator, Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon is now coaching the Cardinals. All right. What else are we worried about? Let's get yes. back to the Steelers 49ers game. I think the 49ers are going to win. I don't even think it's going to be close. I'm just worried about it because I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach is the summary of this really long coaching rant we just went on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drop in the comments. Let us know your top five NFL coaches in order. We'd be curious to see. Thank you. I'm sure um, we forgot someone. <clears throat> oh, we for sure did. I mean, we got to look at. I mean, we forgot. Um, we forgot uh, John Gruden, Cliff Kingsbury, Urban Meyer. We forgot all those guys, man. Urban. Gone but too soon. Urban. Oh, not gone soon enough. How do you think – where do you think the ball is going to go on offense for the Niners? Where do we think – is it going to be someone's game? That's kind of how I view a lot of offenses is when someone gets, like, all the targets. Like, I, I, I picture I – took, I took Devontae Adams in a league last night, in a redraft league. And I picture I, – I call them his games or Devontae games when he gets, like, 12, 13, 14 targets – for eight, nine, ten receptions. And I'm like, that's a that's a him game. He was the offense there. Maybe a couple other factors, but it was his game. Do you think that's going to be how a game for the Niners kicks off the season? Or do, how spread out do you think this ball is going to be tomorrow? I think, it's pro- Sunday, I, I think it's probably going to be spread around. I, I think I expect Debo to have a really, really strong start to the season. He is, by all accounts, in much better shape than he was last year. He was just named a captain. I, I think Debo is going to have a really a, a pretty big bounce back year, so it would not shock me if he is the focus of the offense. But there's only one answer you can give, right? There's really only one name What's you that? can say, and his name is Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be the 49ers' offense this year. He's going to be the main offensive weapon. But yeah, I, I expect Debo to get uh, get some solid work. But McCaffrey is going to be the name we walk away saying, "Going, wow, Christian McCaffrey." Yeah, that's that's my thought usually, especially I, I do think the Niners offense – not I do think, it is factual that the Niners offense is let's spread the ball around. Let's make sure that um, we're keeping everybody on their toes and using our weapons of Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey. And some other guys are also getting in the mix as well. I know there's been a lot of reports saying they're not going to overwork McCaffrey, and they don't need to. So as long as Elijah Mitchell can stay healthy, I think he'll be in the mix big time as well. And keep an eye on Jordan Mason, too. I think that he is going to be more involved than potentially we're used to seeing. Spread that 
workload around. Um, and hey, maybe we see a deep gosh, shot just, to Danny Gray. That'd be cool. I would I would love to to start off with a deep shot. Same. Uh, start the season off with that. I would like to I would like to see a couple of deep shots as a Niners. That would fan, be so, so fun. That would be nice. Absolutely. So. What do you say we get on these bold predictions to wrap up our oh, show? Oh, bold predictions. Everyone's favorite segment where we make bold predictions about what the 49ers might do this coming game. Daniel, take us away. I've got a twofer. I've got a twofer. I think that Brock Purdy's going to come out. He's going to have a pretty big game. I think that he is going to be active. I think that this will be an active active game. Um, I think that the defense will do well, but I do think that there is going to be uh, more points on the board than we may think. And so I'm going to go with Brock Purdy throwing three touchdowns for going, throwing for 250 yards. And I'm going to give another one on the other side of the ball. Maybe it's just off of the excitement I'm feeling from yesterday, but Nick Bosa is going to get a sack in game one of the season. That was going to be mine, except I was going to, I'm going to one-up that defensive one real quick. I think Nick is going to get two sacks. Ooh. It's coming in hot. I know. And he, what I love him. He's going to want to remind everybody why we just paid him all this money. I think two sacks feels totally within the realm of possibility for Bosa. I would be, I would be all for it. But, yeah, I think I'll say that him. is my defensive bold prediction. My other bold prediction is going to be Two or more touchdowns for a certain Christian McCaffrey. I think we're going to see two or multiple more. touchdowns for McCaffrey. I don't know if they're going to be receiving or rushing or one of each, but I do think Christian McCaffrey is going to start the season hot with two touchdowns. Man, I'm for it. I would love it. Any any other last notes before we before we start this season? No, other than I mean we're starting the season. The 49ers are here. The 49ers football is here and it's it's time. And it's going to be very very fun. I just I'm just so thankful that Bosa's back. Niners fans, it's it's a good it's a good day. It's a good time to be a Niners fan with with Bosa back. Don't let don't let our conversation about what are we going to do in the future contract-wise ruin any part of the season. That is a problem for another day. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Thanks for for tuning in. This is going to be a big year. Uh go 49ers and as always, stay safe out there everyone. Happy football. <laughs>